Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about what to do when we're feeling exhausted. We all know work-life balance is crucial for fighting work fatigue and yet we're living in this environment with a pandemic and juggling all sorts of things with difficulty in setting proper limits in the working day. So I'm talking to you this week about why you shouldn't be so hard on yourself firstly and then how you can switch up how you prioritise because traditional ways are not applicable right now, how you can work with noticing your energy levels, how to put downtime back in, in a different way, and why it's really crucial to take more breaks, but how you can do that. Join me on today's episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, if you would like to know more about the different ways that you can work with me, but either with the making the wellbeing plans work for your organisation, just having a a drop in with me to get some tips and advice in the way forward or perhaps dealing with particularly tricky people or um, helping you with some of the wellbeing packages that I have and wellbeing training sessions that I have, or even if it's about one-to-one coaching, group coaching for your managers and coaching for your senior leaders, then please do get in touch with me. I'm always happy to have conversations. You can reach me at emma at emmalankton.com or just hop over to my website and find the booking link there that's either on the contact page or in the show notes and you can make a booking direct into my diary so we can have that conversation with you. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you and then you can keep up to date with everything that's going on. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. Now, today's episode is going to be a juicy one. Is it really wrong of me to get so excited about been talking about exhaustion because I know so many people are absolutely cream crackered at the moment. You know, long gone are the days when we went to work early in the morning, did loads of hours work and then went out um, pubbing and clubbing and uh, clusters burning the candle at both ends. It's taken on a whole new meaning 
um, in not a good way during this uh, pandemic and we've been kind of at it for a year now. So I'm talking to you about exhaustion and what we can do to help enable you to be able to keep going. I can't change things. I'm so sorry. You know I would if I could get my little magic wand out and wave it. You know I'd do that for you. But you know the fatigue, the exhaustion, it isn't just about being physically tired. It's now about being mentally exhausted too. These current corona conditions mean that everybody, well, mostly, nearly everybody I talk to, energy's low, motivation's low, it's difficult to concentrate, it's hard to focus. What happens with all of that? You know I talk about this all the time. The way that it affects our bodies, it affects our brains, is we're really sliding on that stress scale because it means Yes, we are feeling stressed and anxious and fed up. It's difficult for our brains to be able to focus really clearly when we've got so much going on there and we've got so many differing priorities of, say, schooling and working from home and trying to stay connected, etc., etc. Plus, we haven't got the good stuff that we used to have, you know, I'm sounding like doom and gloom. I always want to say, shut up, Emma. This is not going to be really inspiring and encouraging for anybody listening. But these are the reasons. We haven't got the connections and the interactions that we used to have, whether that was, you know, in the gym, at the office, in the pub, or any other social or work aspects. We haven't got those connections like we used to have. And those are the things that used to increase the feel-good chemicals and outweigh or balance up things for us. So when I've got people coming to me saying, what's wrong with me? You know, um, do do I just need to work harder? Do I just need to get better at it? I want to say, it's not you, kind of. You know what I mean. Um, It's your body and brain's normal response to stressful situations. Now, I'm not going to go massively into the detail today because I've done it before on different episodes. Um, What I want to do today is spend the time with the top tips and the ways that we can help you to feel less exhausted. So let's start with the first thing. This is something that lots and lots of people have spoken to me about is priorities. How do we get the priorities right? How do I prioritize? Well, the usual ways of prioritizing actually have gone out the window with current times. And quite frankly, it's a completely bonkers lifestyle. Um, So the traditional ways are not always working, obviously, because we have to get the kids settled for school or we have to check in on people first. And, you know, because we're not just walking into the office and having a glance round and reading body language or whatever. I know you're really tired, but you know, as well as I know, and I know everybody's trying, we still need to get the stuff done. So how do we do that? In a big switch around to what I'm usually saying, we need to start small. Start with what's small and what feels achievable. Why? Because we get a sense of achievement straight off in something quick and something easy. And we need that because the days seem big and insurmountable and too much and too hard and all of that stuff. You will have your your 
your own phrases, I'm sure. So start small with things that are achievable. It also means that it sometimes can clear out some tasks that give you a bit of breathing space, you know, that have been nagging away at you, but they're easy and quick to clear out. I don't want you to adopt this way of working all the time, but it can start your day off well. You've probably heard of Eat That Frog, and if you haven't, just go and do a quick Google. It's quite a small, reasonably easy book to read. However, Eat That Frog talks about doing the big or the most difficult or the, you know, the most dreaded thing first. However, when we're exhausted, it's better to motivate and energize ourselves with small things. Now, I'm not saying do this forever. Do it for, say, 30 minutes. And then, you know, when your energy is a bit better, when you've got into the swing of things and you've got that sense of achievement and you're feeling a bit more can-do attitude, your mood is boosted, then you can move on to some of the bigger things and some of the tougher things that there are on your to-do list. Or you do it when you've got a little bit more energy. You know, when you're feeling a little bit more motivated. Make sure that you are using traditional overwhelm strategies. So it very much is get it all out of your head. Get it on your to-do list and then make sure that you prioritise that to-do list. Now, I know you're going to say, good God, Emma, I'm changing priorities all the time. I can't keep up with it. But, you know, there's two ways that you can sort of sort out your list. You can do the good old traditional sort of way that we have of prioritizing emails which is do defer delegate and delete now i know you're going to be like jesus i can't even imagine delegating everybody else is in the same boat as me fine you know but maybe not everybody is or you can do what's urgent what's important what have you, what's in the time frame you know to do what have you got that you can do within the window that you've got if you've got 15 minutes now before you have to go back to your son or daughter schooling or whatever what can you do in those short time frames as well so what's your quick ones what are the ones on that list that give that make an impact in the things that you do and what are the ones on that list that give you a reward So again, I'm talking about that sense of achievement. So when you split down that list, be realistic about everything. And also, consider the energy needed for these tasks. Is it an easy or a hard task to do? Then adjust it to the time of day that suits you for your energy, for the time frame, for when you've got a break from doing the schooling, you know, or whatever it is. Okay, So then you are starting to sort out that list and you can begin to time block in your day. Is that all homeschooling? Is that 20, 30 minutes of schooling? And then, you know, that you can set them off on a task and you can do some short tasks too. Can they sit alongside you? Are you putting effort into chunks Are you sorting and time blocking into it when there's appropriate deadlines so that when it does all go to pot and let's face it, it will, that when you are putting in deadlines, you're leaving a buffer, okay? So that you reschedule your day 
so that you're, you've kind of got a can-do schedule of your day. With the time blocking, you're looking at energy and when you are more motivated or when you're more able to concentrate better. Accept it's going to be different to how it used to be. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Reschedule your day where you can. Start to notice when a slump happens. Start to notice when you are struggling the most. Is it a particular day? Is it a particular time of day? Is it a particular circumstance? You know, is it when your darling daughter has to do maths? Is it when, you know, your son's trying to do with the reading? I don't know, but notice it so that you can switch your focus, you can plan around it. So then the less important tasks you know, like answering emails and returning phone calls can be due at certain times of maybe smaller gaps or, you know, straight after lunch when you've got that afternoon slump, possibly, you know. Can you see? I really hope this is coming across and you can get some little light bulb moments where you can think about doing things a little bit differently so that not everything feels so absolutely exhausting. You can also start to motivate yourself by implementing a kind of five or ten minute rule. If you find yourself struggling to get started or procrastinating on a particular task or activity, spend five or ten minutes on it. After five minutes, you usually kind of get into it. If you're like, oh, just start anywhere. That's another thing. Just start anywhere. Don't worry about starting perfect. But start anywhere and you usually end up getting into it. But if you don't, just accept, right, I've had a go, this is not the right time, move away, let's get on with something else. Because sometimes what happens is that there's things like deadlines or, you know, the procrastination, the struggle to get started and then actually we get into it and we get it done. So use that five minute rule for that. I'm going to touch briefly on sleep. I've got some people talking to me about sleeping um, really well. I've got some people saying that they're not sleeping at all. Um, And the people that are sleeping really, really well are saying that they're still tired through the day. Of course you are, because one night's sleep is not enough for everything. Others are staying awake with the big to-do list and that's keeping them awake. Other people are kind of feeling that tired and wired way. It's all about being stressed. My quickest tip here, because it could be an episode in itself, is to watch your alcohol levels. Alcohol is obviously, it's initially, it kind of feels relaxing, but then it's full of sugar, which is not good for your hormones and your um, blood sugar levels, which is your energy levels. Also, if you're sleeping off the booze when you first get to sleep, then you know you may be doing two hours sleeping off booze and four hours getting your sleep instead of six hours getting the sleep. I've talked to lots of people that have done dry January and they say even though they're missing the booze, they are sleeping loads better than they can function a lot better. So I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news on that one, but it's about prioritising how you want to feel and where you want to get stuff done. Sorry. You know, I'll take you to the pub when they're all open again, honestly, to make up for it. (laughs) Because, you know, think about downtime. Lots of people are working again in the evenings for a variety of reasons. It's all about boundaries. This is what I talk about in my boundary training and in my stress and anxiety training as well. 
So the reasons that people are missing out on that kind of downtime and that relaxation, the reasons are really varied because it depends on individual circumstances. Some people are working again in the evening because they've been doing schooling through the day. Some people are bored. Some people are not packing their stuff away. Some people are feeling guilty, etc. Most of us though, regardless of circumstance, even if we do get so-called downtime, we are spending our kind of downtime hours, our off hours, you know, with uh, not just watching TV, but on a mobile phone or on a laptop. Spoke to somebody this week and they were like, yeah, I'm sitting doing my emails in an evening because that's kind of easy to do. And well, there's nothing much else going on. But not only does this impact on our ability to get a proper rest, remember that all these devices are doing that blue light situation. So the phones, the tablets, the laptops, giving that blue light are making an impact and reducing the quality of sleep, which increases on anxiety and stress. And it means, I mean, even there are even studies that show this, that we're unable to fully disconnect. And then that's obviously a major source of fatigue and exhaustion. So we need to ensure that we take more breaks. And I know that sounds counterproductive when we're as busy as can be. But even just a five minute break here and there, you know, go and look at the Pomodoro technique. They set the timer for 25 minutes if you're able to do that around schooling and then a five minute break. You know, with the kids, remember that at school that they will have playtimes and lunchtimes and assembly and then afternoon play, etc, etc. So where you can, set them off with play as well. Now, I appreciate we're not allowed out and we can't go out as much because of weather and winter conditions and things. Here's a quick run through with some of the things that you can do. Meditation, there's loads of apps, YouTubes and all that lot out there. Even do it with the kids. Self-hypnosis, talk to me if you want my 20-minute relaxation hypnosis audio. Just even grabbing a cuppa or a glass of water. Water flushes out all the stressy hormones. So it's not just about getting a drink. The rehydration keeps your brain fresh and flushes out the toxins in your body. It sounds great, doesn't it? But it's really essential. If you mean that you're standing up and walking around the kitchen with that glass of water, do that. Maybe that five minutes is a check-in with the kids. Maybe it's you just sing a song, have a dance, do a little bit of prep for the evening meal. I know it's only five minutes, but maybe you entitle yourself to 15 or whatever. Taking the breaks during the day isn't just good for you. It's good for your productivity. It combats some of the fatigue. And actually, it's a little bit instinctual because we used to do it in, you know, olden days or when we lived in caves and times like that. Okay. So I'm just going to finish up with a reminder that having the balance and the boundaries, that work-life balance is crucial for fighting the exhaustion that we've all got. Yet so many of us are not doing it or feeling like we can't do it because of guilt and pressure and everything else. So don't be hard on yourself. Please put in some time to switch up how you prioritise and recognise the traditional ways are not applicable right now. 
Notice your energy levels and work with them. Put that downtime back in and take some more breaks. And I really then hope that this episode has given you some food for thought. I'm so sorry that I can't fix things for you. If you want to have a chat with me about making a personalised plan for you, then do please get in touch. Otherwise, have a great week. Stay safe. See you next time. Bye for now.